Hey everyone, Johnny V here. Uh, I just wanted to say really quick, this episode is very, very long overdue. Uh, we originally made it in response to The Incredibles 2 coming out, and as you can expect, it really doesn't sound super topical or re relevant at this point. But as luck would have it, Pixar decides that they're going to be making a Toy Story 4 now. And so I think that this oddly placed episode is still an alright listen uh, around this time. Um... <clears throat> However, now that makes me question when Pixar will be making a new movie. That's not a sequel, but that's a topic for another day, I assume. Not on this show. Uh, oh, and before I go, uh, we've decided to scrap the outro messages and just put them here in the beginning. Um, it, it'll kind of just help streamline everything together and make things a little bit smoother and make episodes just, just a bit shorter because we tend to repeat things at the beginning and at the end. Uh, next episode will be out the 19th of February and will be a one-shot story in the Spectrum Files uh, little mini-series we're doing. Well, it's not really a mini-series anymore since we're expanding it. Um, but we're going to have a special guest star for that one, uh, Mr. Joseph Fisher um, from uh, Study and Expression. Um, <clears throat> if you like Infinite Canvas, you should definitely check out our other show, Infinite Adventures. It's a Lovecraft meets Dungeons and Dragons uh, campaign that uh, David is dungeon mastering, and uh, myself, uh, Donovan, you remember him from Champions of Centra, and also Spectrum Files, and our friend Justin Tran is also going to be in that. Uh, we already have like 10 episodes, I think, out some of Um Anyways, I'm rambling, and I want you guys to get to today's episode where David and I come up with our very own Pixar sequels. Disclaimer, they are terrible, but they're still fun to listen to, so enjoy. prevent you from recording and just starting at random but i know what you're doing and you're specifically trying to stop me from hitting record it's working i'll tell you that hey everybody welcome back to the infinite canvas podcast oh this is john venegas i would i'm not even i had to move my computer so that my my computer's like fan wouldn't get picked up by the mic so i don't i did not know you hit record and like I, I sound like super tired and everything. You didn't even give me a, a moment for me like to cheer myself up. But hey, guys, this is David. Oh, uh, now we can totally hit, help cheer you up right now. So, David. Yes, that is my name. Uh, it feels empty right now, doesn't it? We usually record with more people now. That is true. Has it been that long? We recorded the, well, I guess the episode before this one, the verses, not that long ago. So. Which I'm call which I have called blood duel on all the pieces of paper that I used to keep track of our shit, because it's a much better name uh, than um, Topaz versus Wraith. Oh, come on, it's not. Oh, I mean, I get the whole blood duel thing. Come on, blood duel sounds badass though. You can't you can't give the audience something like super good, because then that's what they're gonna expect every single time. <laughs> like today's episode, everybody. <laughs> So, David, you uh, pitched the idea to me of doing this episode, and at first I was kind of weary about it. Um, if you guys haven't picked up on what the uh, what the episode is about, 
I don't know how you didn't read the title, but um, it's probably going to be called something like Untold Pixar Sequels, unless I can find a dumber, punnier name than that. David's like, hey, Pixar movies are really cool and awesome, and we like Pixar movies. Uh, then we had a discussion about how DreamWorks movies weren't Pixar movies. And then David's like, how about we come up with some ideas for some sequels for Pixar movies? And if I said Pixar one more goddamn time, I think I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> well, technically, I said any animated like studio movie. But then for some reason, we you just stuck with Pixar. Anything was on the table. It's just that the movie I happened to want to do a sequel to and was really, really gun-holed about doing was Pixar. Uh a Pixar film. I do apologize if you thought that we should only stick with Pixar. You're free to range anywhere. Well, thank you for telling me that now because I already wrote a sequel to a movie that probably doesn't need a sequel. And I feel ashamed now because Pixar movies, with the exceptions of... Uh, is it Planes? What's that? Oh shit, Planes is a Pixar movie! <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's not Planes. Planes already has a sequel. It doesn't have a sequel. Yeah, that's Planes 2. They, it's literally called... What? It's not called I'm look, I, I am looking this it's up not gonna, right if now. You go, if you go to Wikipedia and type yep. in list of Pixar films, you will not see Planes. Because Planes doesn't technically count as a Pixar film. It's a... Disney Toon Studio film. It's Planes and Planes Fire and Rescue. Well, there's two in front of it. And according to Pix, Pixar's or Disney's whatever rule, uh, DreamWorks, whatever... You need a two in front of it. Cars uh, 2, Toy Stories 2, Incredibles 2. Um, shit, this is all I can think of at this moment. Come back to me later. <laughs> so I have a question for you. And it's uh, it has been a while since we've done one of these kinds of things. I don't, and I just want to reset the reset the timer now, I guess. Or whatever. Who's going to go first? Um, I will be the gentleman. And I would let you go first. Cool. I mean, I'm not like... I'm not, like, unprepared or anything, so, like... Well, that's nice, because I am. <laughs> but, I mean, it's not its not like I was trying to get more time to think of something ahead of time before, you know, I had to do my turn, but way to just bring that up. You pitched this idea to me, like, two months ago. I thought you Yes, but I was planning on recording this episode in, like, two weeks. So, by the, by, by the time we're recording this, we're also... Uh, recording our session for our Pathfinder game. And, um, you know, it's really hard to work on two stories at once. It is. It is. I'll tell you that it really, it really is. Because I'm writing, um, I'm still writing, uh, Spectrum Files 2 shit. Uh, but enough of, sh uh, showboating stuff for the future. I am going to go ahead and say my sequel. Can I guess? Uh, you get three guesses. Go three ahead. guesses. Okay. Three guesses. Hopefully the ones I guess are Pixar movies. Um, Wally. No, uh, you can't perfect perfection. Okay. Well, you're not perfecting perfection. You're making a sequel. So that that gives you the whole freedom to mess it up if you want. Um, let's see. Pixar, Pixar, Pixar. Um, Planes. No. Yeah, one more. Come on, dude. Oh, my God. A Pixar movie. Pixar. <laughs> hmm. God. You know... Once you see some, the animation between each one of them <laughs> are not that major to someone that doesn't understand him. I understand like the full, you know, time, the art style that each one uses. I'm not an artist, but uh, John is, and he can sometimes tell difference between them. 
Or he can tell the difference between them, so I have no clue what is the difference between them. If you fucking say Megamind, you're wrong. But go ahead. <laughs> I that was that I totally forgot about that. Is um is it Megamind? No. <laughs> Damn it. Because I can't because I can't guess for myself. I just want to give my my honorable mentions. I didn't know what the rules were. Uh, I wanted to make a sequel to Cars Two specifically, uh, into like this weird like. Um, I can't give a sequel to a sequel. You can though. The thing is, is that I really liked Cars Two because of the whole weird spy mechanic thing. And I I don't mean mechanic like as in like there was a mechanic. I mean mechanic in the uh, like a gimmick. I liked that angle for the Cars movie because it was so fucking stupid. I was just like, man, they should just do more of these. Um, but then I realized that, yes, uh, David, you're like, you can make a sequel of a sequel. So I didn't know that was going to break the rule. And I didn't want to ask you because then you would know that I was doing Cars 2.5. Well, I mean, isn't a sequel is a, you know, like the continuation of a first part? Eh, it's like, it's like if you made a sequel, it's like making a sequel to Mario, right? But I'm not making a sequel of Mario. I'm making a sequel of Mar uh, of Wario, his shittier uh, uh, clone. And that's what a sequel to Cars 2 would have been. Okay. Uh, my next runner-up was in 100% just the name. And I couldn't think of anything, so I just scrapped it. Uh, it was Rat a Tui. Um, <laughs> That's a Pixar movie. Yeah, it's a Pixar I, movie. I would have thought that was the DreamWorks. Definitely not. There was way too, well. I was I was like, there was way too much heart in it, but <laughs> it, it came out during a time when DreamWorks movies didn't have heart yet, and they were still just throwing throwing shade around everywhere. Is it up? It's not up. Um, oh, damn. You. Uh, I had a title for that. And it was this weird crossover between Up, Inside Out, and Coco. It was called Down. Wait. <laughs> 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 uh, but that's just me going on my weird Pixar theory that the mindscape of Inside Out is the same kind of world as, like, Coco's memory world. Where it's, like, all the people's minds merge together when they die. And I kind of had the old man from Up dying, uh, so... <laughs> of course. Of course, and then the uh, kid... Kill his wife his in the first one and kill him in the right. second. No, 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 he's in the process of dying. The entire movie is him dying. And uh, the kid, I forgot, I think his oh, name is Russ. Wow, that is... Actually has to, uh, actually ends up somehow magically ending up in Fred's mind as he's going down, down, and down. And now that I'm saying this out loud, I realize that this is just an episode of Gravity Falls. Uh, so I'm really glad I didn't choose that one. But the one I did choose, uh, which I didn't give it a clever title because, like you said, Pixar doesn't really do that, is called A Bug's Life 2. Because I used to play the hell out of the video game for the Nintendo 64. I don't, and I didn't like the movie as much as I liked the game, but the movie is still nice too, I guess. Okay, in my defense, I was going to say Bug's Life, but... You mentioned that you wanted to do that last time, so I thought you were going to swerve me and choose something else. So that's why I didn't even choose it. Well, I didn't go with the weird superhero angle that I said I, that I <gasps> joked about doing. Oh, totally forgot about it. Uh, <clears throat> just as a something that, that would never be recorded and was lost to the uh, empty void of space, uh, my plan, I told John, if you really wanted to make a sequel to, uh, to Bugs Life, was to make a how you call it a real like real life action live or action. A, yeah live or whatever it's called, <laughs> and have it be Ant Man three since Ant Man two was already recorded, but it would be Ant Man three, and then I went onto Wikipedia 
or Marvel Wikipedia, whatever, to see a good bug villain to fight, and there's a grasshopper villain. <laughs> and so it's like, that's perfect. That fits. That, that, that makes a perfect connection. The only thing is I don't know if there's any other bug uh, heroes or villains, so you wouldn't be able to have, like, the Calipeter, the Calipeter, or the uh, Ladybug. I Matter of fact, I do think there's a Ladybug. I can be wrong, but, you know, I mean, Marvel is missing on a great opportunity. Bug Life 3. <laughs> Ant-Man. Or Ant-Man, Bug's Life. Um, I'm going to be very honest here. I only made an A plot for this, because I did not give a shit about the side characters. Wow. This is a flick movie. Um, Or is it? I'm just kidding. It is a flick movie. Uh, a flick flick, if you will. The way I kind of like thought of this is I'm only focusing on the A plot, and I'm kind of hoping that Disney will at least give me like a D plus on this. Because uh, I'm not going for perfection, but then again, Pixar movies tend to go all out and like try their hardest, with the exception of Cars 2, and I haven't seen Cars 3. I hear the good, the good Dinosaur is not that great. I haven't seen that. Uh, I've heard some people complain about Coco, but I'm not going to complain about Coco, because um, I like that movie. I will say I have not seen any of those. I'm going to stop this podcast right now for just like one second. And David, I want you to go out and watch all of these goddamn movies and we're going to come back and record. We're back now, and uh, that sounded awkward at all. I just pretended to leave. I think the last uh, like cartoon or animated movie I watched was Captain Underpants, and I actually didn't even watch it. I had a plane in the background while I was doing some editing. Mm, nice. Uh, Captain Underpants is a huge inspiration to me, and I love that movie, and I love the books so much. Like, a little too much. <laughs> I was going to say, how can the movie inspire you if books came out first well the books are the reason i started making comics because uh, i think I'm, i think we already mentioned this i mentioned it every time i get the chance um yeah i used to read those the little shitty comics that harold and george made i'm like i can do that and i started doing that <laughs> anyways back to, back to this back to this <laughs> so to re, kind of recap on bug's life because some people don't watch pixar movies apparently uh flick uh went out on a journey to find some mighty warriors and mistakenly grabs a couple circus bugs instead to help ward off the grasshoppers from his colony uh who threatened him essentially because he kind of fucked up and lost all the grain that was meant for them and he saves the day using quick thinking and intuition and stuff like well it's not really quick thinking it's more like a lot of planning now that i realize that i'm saying it out loud i wrote the opposite of what i meant ingenuity now okay. it's to no one's surprise that the bug's life movie is inspired by two things and that is the ant and the grasshopper myth or parable uh, it's not a myth because nobody believed it actually happened. It's a parable from uh, from an ancient Greek source. Uh, I believe it was Aesop. I could be wrong, but that sounds like it's pretty obvious to me. I thought they were called fables. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. Fables. 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 They're parables if they're from the Bible, I think. I'm not 100% sure about that. Um, Interesting story. The grasshopper in the Ant and the Grasshopper in the original story was not a grasshopper. It was a cycada, which I only mention because, hey, David... Uh, mm -hmm. you were, you were complaining earlier about how the, your mic is picking up psychotic noises, and now that I brought this to everyone's attention, everyone can hear it, and I realize that I'm now saying that out loud, uh, but 
hey, psychotas are kind of relevant to my side of the story, so I'm going to keep on going with that. Uh, you said they were annoying, and I don't disagree with you, but they're annoying little buzzy boys. Well, they're only annoying when you're trying to record, and your mic wants to pick them up. I love psychotas. They are my favorite insect, and I realize now that I just found a way to shoehorn them into another episode of The Infinite in Canvas. Um, I name-dropped a character from Spectrum whose name was Psychota, so there, there you have it. There's two Psychotas in the Infinite Canvas multiverse now. Uh, so in A Bug's Life 2, a year has passed in the village and the ants have become advanced harvesters. Flick has been teaching the young ants how his technology works and they're getting a really quick grasp on the on his knowledge. He and Princess Ada talk about, uh, talk about his achievements and how marvelous it is that the ants are learning quickly. Uh, Flick goes around talking to random uh, people in the colony, and he just kind of like starts noticing stuff. He realizes that just from watching people doing simple tasks, like just harvesting, um, and doing, and just straight up just watching people's conversations, he notices something that kind of terrifies him. He's lived his whole life in this colony, but didn't realize it until this very moment. He's never really thought about it because he'd always been preoccupied with his own goals and dreams. His own aspirations had blinded him to the reality around him. Everyone's actions appear to be predetermined, and he's just flabbergasted by this. The only people in the colony he notices that aren't subject to this are the princesses. Princess Ada, the Queen, and Dot. But they're queens, or queens-to-be, and Flick isn't. So he's starting to question this, and he's like, am I really unique, or am I just an ant that's been made in a way that I was supposed to be? Like, he's having this weird philosophical, like, debate with, him, with himself, because he's freaking out, and he's just like, uh, I didn't want to make, uh, make Flick think, oh, am I pre-programmed like the others, because obviously he wouldn't think like that, he wouldn't say those words. But that's what he's thinking, and he just, like, uh, hides himself away from everyone else while he's trying to deal with all this. And, uh, at some point, he just, uh, uh, Dot, the little, the little tiny ant that can barely fly. Which I think she's learned how to fly better at the end of the movie, but I'm not 100% sure about that. Wait, is that the one that, it's, like, destined to be the new queen or something? Yeah, eventually to be the new queen. Okay. After her sister dies. Jesus! <laughs> Ants are savage. Um... <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so Dot goes to talk to her, uh, goes to talk to Flick and reassuring him that everything's gonna be fine, that he has nothing to worry about, and he's overthinking things like he normally does, mm -hmm. and Flick kind of just shrugs all of that off. He doesn't really process that. He's just kind of ignoring her, blindly agreeing, yeah, 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 I'll, I'll cheer up. Thanks for talking, Dot. But, it, like, as soon as she leaves, he just starts crying again. So, out in the fields, they notice that some of the ants start to get ambushed. And they, you know, they, uh, the other ants go out there to go see what's going on. And then everything, uh, and then they just see lights pop up. And they're surrounded. It's the animal cracker boxes! From the first, you remember the animal cracker boxes? Oh, that's a circus, isn't it? It's the circus again! <laughs> <laughs> they're back, and they're, like... Hey, everybody, the circus is back. Remember these guys? They were really cool. I actually don't remember if they stayed or not. I just kind of forgot that. So. Uh, I thought they did stay. I can't remember. Uh, the only thing I remember from the end of the movie is the caterpillar hatching from his little cocoon. And he's happy because he's a beautiful little butterfly. Uh, this isn't going to 100% change anything, so I can actually just, like, confirm that <sighs> i wrote this from my brain i didn't look it up i'm sorry yeah they bid farewell to the circus troupe who promised to return in the future ah so they did leave cool there you go uh i wasn't questioning you i was just question i was questioning me <clears throat> so yeah the they're they're back and they have new members they got two hercules beetle mma fighters i i wrote that down and realized how stupid that sounds out loud 
Um, Wait, any reason why they're specifically MMA fighters? I realize they really work better as wrestlers because I did cast them later on in my shitty script. Can I hear what you cast them at? Who who's voice acting this? Uh, <laughs> these fighting wrestlers, if you don't mind me asking. I'm gonna scroll down. And I'm gonna read ad verbatim what I wrote down. Okay. Okay. I need to picture this voice as in my head when you're reading this. The two Hercules beater, uh, be- beater. <laughs> the two Hercules Beatles, one voiced by The Rock and the other by John Cena, because we haven't mentioned them enough on this show already, go to beat... Oh, uh, sorry, I kind of skipped ahead in my script there. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, so... Um, yeah, because we haven't mentioned them enough times on the show. They're a staple of the Infinite Canvas by now, right? We're not going to get sued well, by them, right? they're the staple of Infinite Canvas because I think those are the only wrestlers you know. <laughs> If this was me creating this, I would have chosen. <laughs> let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. The wrestlers. No, no. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Okay, you know what? Fuck it. I'll recast them right now to show you that I know more wrestlers. I'm pretty sure Randy Savage is dead. Uh, so somebody impersonating Randy Savage, and the other one, depending on if is alive or not, either or a impersonator. There you go. I know more wrestlers. So one of the wrestlers sounds like this. <laughs> Okay, I I might have to edit this out because you not knowing anything about wrestling, you do not know in what situation is in right now. So, uh, oh yeah. shit, is he going through stuff right now? Uh, he's going through big shit right now. Oh shit, is like, it like we can edit this out? What what the fuck? His best friend videotaped him, and uh-huh. in the video he was. Okay, I'm so glad that we got out of that one. So, um, I accidentally casted one of the Beatles as a shitty person who uh, may or may not be racist. So, I'm gonna re-recast him as someone completely different. Um, I know more wrestlers. I know this one. I got this. Um, I don't actually know what The Undertaker sounds like. <laughs> what does The Undertaker sound like? Can you give me an improv or is he silent? Be like The Undertaker not because he speaks, but because he's cool. Okay, well, it's a cool-ass Hercules Beetle who wears, like, a weird, like, Again, weird trench coat. Again, like I said, because you don't know wrestling. <laughs> I need to, I need first thing to learn the attitudes of these Beatles, then I can probably do a better casting than you. Well, David, I, 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 like I said, I was going for A plot, not B plot. <laughs> centipede roller coasters, so they're like roller coasters, but they're made of centipedes. They kind of just, like, bump their shell around to, like, drive people around them. It's kind of cool and practical, like, on paper, but, like, I don't know how to visually represent that, so not up to me to figure that one out. That's that's the, the animators and drawers who figure that out. Uh, and my favorite new character, I named him Chorus. Chorus is a cicada! And he introduces himself as the new star of the show. He's a loud and boisterous fellow. He's a showman. Uh, the most showy showman you'd ever see. Uh, imagine if you took the the flea guy, but made him likable. I do apologize for all these interruptions. You don't have to apologize. So, I thought I thought cicadas only live for a few, like, hours or days. My world, my rules. And I thought it takes about, like, 14 years for them to, like, hatch from the ground. I could be wrong, but I... Either that or locusts. One of those two. Well, yeah, the the nymphs do live to be... Man, how shitty would it be to live most of your life as a child? 
I mean, that's what elves think of humans. But we don't live most of our lives as a children. Yeah, but for them, we're always children. I've seen old elves. They still look young as fuck. I don't know what that means. That's why, because they love, like, for thousands of years. Humans live, like, a tenth of that. So for them, we're your kids. Of course, the psychotic is how old he needs to be for this to work. He is an amazing singer. He can go low. The lowest guttural sounds that you can get. And high. So high they can almost not be detected by living things. He introduces everyone else. He introduces the ladybug. I think his name was Francis. The the stick guy. His name was Slim. Uh, Heimlich, the caterpillar. I think the butterfly's name is Gypsy. I'm pretty sure that's not politically correct anymore to say that. I thought it was a moth. Moth, butterfly, same thing. That is not the same thing, but okay. Oh, my boy! As a bug person, I can tell you without a fact that moths and butterflies are the same thing. The only difference is that... One lives at night, so and one lives at day. there is a difference between there is, them. There's a slight difference, and it's... But there is a difference between them. It's like saying, oh, psychotas and grasshoppers... Wait, actually, that, that that's on my side of the argument. It's like saying psychotas and grasshoppers are the same thing. They're very closely related. Anyways, it's like saying that bees and ants and wasps are the same thing. They're pretty closely related. Oh my god, I am... Bees are just ants with wings that make honey. They are ants with wings. They're very sparse and they normally become queens, but yeah, very few ants have wings. Your logic is making me upset. Anyways, I call myself an entomologist apparently, and, I, <laughs> and then I'm all wrong about things. <laughs> they put on a great show for everyone, they meet up with everyone again, they have a great time, and right when you think they're about to leave, Chorus makes one last announcement, and he says, uh, I didn't write down what he actually said, and I'm not going to improv this, so he just goes, hey, everybody have a great, uh, everybody had a great time, and everybody cheers, yeah, whatever, blah, 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 cool, yeah, he's like, great, now I need my payment, and they're just like, what? They look around confused, and Chorus, like, asks again, uh, payment, please, entertainment's not free. <laughs> <laughs> And he goes on to explain that entertainment is a luxury, and as such, he will be paid, or else the ants will pay by other means. Flick kind of just stands up for himself at this point. He remembers the last time that he didn't stand up for himself when some asshole came to the colony, and he just chucks a stalk of grain at him. It gets Chorus right in the throat. Uh, Chorus starts coughing, and he kind of signals to the other circus folk to go grab him. And strangely enough, Flick's old friends actually pin him down and he just looks around and he's just very confused about that uh chorus wheezes and he realizes at this point that his voice is gone he can't talk anymore so he angrily takes up um takes up to one of the animal cracker boxes he opens it up and he sh he reveals a bug bomb uh heimlich is quick to point out that they need to listen to him or else the bug bomb is going off uh the queen tells him that they can take whatever they want whatever it is that they that they want to get and so then the circus, uh, the, the, the circus bugs, including the newer ones, go into the colony and they grab all the grain, or as much of the grain as they can fit into their, uh, into their animal cracker boxes, and they leave. Uh, Flick asks them why they would help, uh, why they would help this asshole, and they're just like, well, we're prisoners of his, essentially, we can't really say no to him. And Flick kind of reminds them about, hey, you remember how you helped out with the last guys? And they're like, yeah, but that was acting, that's not real. <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, um, that's great. Now we're trapped with this asshole. I keep calling him asshole. I gave him a name. Chorus. On the ride back, uh, Chorus goes around, uh, going from place to place, tricking more and more people into opening themselves up with his stage show. So he essentially just puts on a show, kind of gets everybody to, uh, let their guard down. Then he attacks and threatens them, takes their valuables, and goes to the next place, and the next place, 
in the next place. Uh, Flick spends a little bit of time on the trip, in, or the entire time on, on the trip, in a special little box they made for him. That's supposed to be like a cell. And uh, he finds a way to kind of loosen himself up. But instead of just outright leaving, he uh, he feels like he can, he can play along with this. And he's going to try and see if he can find a way to uh, get the uh, the boxes back home. Uh, on one of his little trips out, he sneaks into the front and he notices that there's a leaf that it kind of has drawn out different bugs. And he notices that every single bug that like kind of been etched into those leaves it's, it's essentially like a to-do list is a stop that they've made and then he realizes the next stop is grasshoppers and he realizes they're going to a grasshopper location and he's kind of kind of hesitant about this at first but he realizes hey the grasshoppers have that crazy lunatic uh thumper maybe if he can find him and like let him out he might be able to um uh stop him right you know like he's it's essentially the same kind of like logic of uh, what's that kid's name from Deadpool two? Russell. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm gonna basically let Juggernaut out. Is like what Flick is thinking. Mm -hmm. He's like, uh, he'll just tear shit up, and I can just hijack this thing and run back home like hell. Uh, so they end up making it to a grasshopper location, and Chorus actually lets uh, Flick out of his cell. And he goes, oh, well, he can't speak, but he's got somebody else there with him who kind of goes, Yeah, so the boss um, actually brought you here because uh, we heard about your, your little escapade with the grasshoppers last time. We're kind of hoping they'll remember you. And he's just like, that's not good. <laughs> and so then Chorus, um, Chorus's little assistant, uh, which I didn't actually assign him an assistant uh, before, before, reading the, uh, before reading this back. But I realized uh, it would be kind of cool to see him as like one of those, uh, like as just like a fly, because I love the idea of a fly just like having like a, an Italian mafia accent. <laughs> I'm gonna just straight up name him Vinny. And that's nice to know that the one thing you think of Italian people is fly. Well, no, I... no, 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 it's okay. I understand. I couldn't I make you. him a crow, David. <laughs> So Vinny kind of like talks to uh, uh talks to Flick. He's like, "Yes, yeah, so the boss. He really wants you to uh to do the announcement today." And hopefully maybe there, uh, you'll cheer everybody up. So Flick goes out, and he, uh, kind of, uh, does his voice a little different to hopefully maybe they won't recognize him. It's like, hey, everybody have a good time today, and nobody gives him anything. He starts announcing some of the people that are there. He's like, yeah, so we got, uh, we got these, uh, the wrestler guys. They're kind of cool. They're, they're rough and tumble. Um, I think Rough and Tumble were actually the name of the Pillbugs. I, I, I don't know why he said that. <laughs> so yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty cool guys. Roller Coaster Centipedes, that's kind of cool. And he tries as hard as not to say the other guys, so he just goes, And also the, the, the Ladybug, the Stick Figure guy, and the other guys. And he like kind of quickly goes over that. And then you just hear one loud boo from the back. And you see the fat Grasshopper, who is Hopper's brother, Kind of like stroll on down. Uh, mm -hmm. His name was Dim, I believe. Dim goes down, and he's just like, "Oh, oh, you remember this guy?" And then he uh, puts his hand around him, and he's like, "Don't you know who this is? It's that stupid ant that got Hopper killed." The grasshoppers all look down and they gasp, and they realize that it is the same troop, and so they start to chase down and uh, clamor after Flick. Flick tries to run away and hide, and the other uh, grasshoppers uh, destroy the caravan and take the grain. Chorus goes around looking for uh, for Flick also, but then Flick turns around into like a... I imagine it as like a weird dark alley kind of thing. I don't know how you can do this in Bug World, but... You can just put two rocks together, and then there you go, an alley. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, he goes in there and he finds another Psychata. Her name is Empress. Uh, Empress basically tells Flick that she's been following them. Uh, she is uh, Chorus's sister. Uh, she goes on to explain why Chorus feels the way he does. She says that when they were uh, 
and you know, while back they uh they had a hard time kind of like get uh getting around because they weren't the best harvesters. I like how for Sakato a while back was like about oh, like a while back. Like, how long was that? <laughs> like two hours, three. <laughs> Uh yeah sure why not that this would actually make sense a lot for character development I guess but for for us for a fictional story David come on <laughs> statistically what is the odds that Flick would even live for a year like ants live a very tough life <laughs> they're like they're like communists they they are communists I guess I don't know anything about politics so don't don't send me any emails if I get this wrong ants will divide their food up as much as they can but have preferences for first the queen, then the babies, then the soldiers, and then the workers. So the workers usually don't get a lot of food, <laughs> if at all. So they don't live very long. And that's what Flick is. He's a poor, poor ant. Uh, Chorus and Empress would go around and they would try to find food, but they're not good at it. And when they were, they tried to ask for help, they were seen as being too loud and annoying. And so then they were always shunned. Chorus would sing when he was sad. And people around him realized that when he sang, it sounded really good. It was very beautiful. So that kind of sparked the idea to them that they can go around. They can sing to people. And they would make people like them using their songs. And they would, you know, then they would get their little rewards. The two of them were essentially a perfect duo. They would sing like an entire chorus, if you will. And just the two of them would, uh, would sound like an entire group of bugs. Uh, Empress told them that they really should just save their food and hold on to it instead of just going out and singing and then eating, you know? They, that they should really hold on to what they have so that they can, um, they can conserve their energy as much as possible. Uh, Chorus kind of went, nah, we're good. This is a good life. Uh, and then they met more psychotas one day and they realized that literally any psychota can sound like they sound. It's not a unique feature to them specifically. They realize at this point that they're not born special and just something that any psychotic can do. Chorus is devastated. He just runs away. And he loses he loses all contact with his sister. That's what I wrote. And I don't know how bugs can communicate without actually physically appearing next to each other. <laughs> um, this isn't the B-movie universe. So they can't just like like fold their antenna and go, eh? Hey, Barry, how you doing? Uh, they can't do that. And so then he runs off, and she's been tracking him down. But she's been able to keep up with him the last couple of trips. And she just doesn't know how to communicate to him. Because she doesn't know exactly what to say, and she's kind of afraid to talk to him again. Because she's seen the kind of stuff that he's been doing, and he, she doesn't know how he'll react. Flick realizes that, hey... He's kind of going through what I was going through earlier. And he kind of realizes that, you know what? This whole uniqueness thing is just a bunch of bullshit. Uh, he doesn't say those words because this is a family-friendly Pixar movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's like, you know what? Like, I'll, I'll go talk to him and see if I can, if I can solve this problem out for him. Uh, on his way out, he accidentally bumps into Thumper. And he kind of accidentally ends up letting him out. Because even the grasshoppers thought he was a lunatic. And they kind of mm -hmm. keep him on lockdown. Thumper just goes around chasing him. And this is one of those things where it's like... I, John Venegas, have come to a uh, come to an issue with the story. Because I ended up just writing stuff down and going... Oh yeah, and then like all this shit happened. And all this shit happens. And then like... I'll just read it out loud because I, I don't like to uh, ramble. Wait, by writing it all down, isn't that just rambling? No, because I write it down physically on a piece of paper and then type it in to fill in the details. I think I skipped something. Oh, yeah, Thumper didn't appear until later. That's cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I couldn't find him in my notes. So, yeah, no, Chorus or, uh, Flick tries to explain everything to Chorus, and Chorus is like, yeah, uh, Chorus's little assistant is like translating 
course for him. And he's like, well, yeah, so the boss says, that's really interesting and all, but you really shouldn't snoop around with other people's feelings. And so then he reveals that he has three boxes set up, and one of them has the bug bomb inside with his uh, with the circus friends. And the other two boxes are empty. The box that has the bomb in it is about to go off. I don't know how that works with like these bug bombs, but um, just just roll with me. Mm-hmm. Um, he says it's about to go off in a few seconds. You don't have a lot of time to pick a box. If you pick the wrong box, well, then that's there's not going to be enough time to get your friends out. And so then Flick starts thinking about this. He's like, okay, this guy's a con man, so. Uh, He's trying to think. He's trying to remember uh, some of the previous scams that he's done to people. He's just like, he he's he wants me to choose the one that's extremely obvious. And so then he kind of looks at the boxes and he kind of like remembers what the boxes looked like. He's like, okay, the box that the bomb was originally in is not the box that the bomb is in right now, right? So he kind of points at the box that it was supposed to be, but then like at the very last second points at a different box. Now here's the thing. He did pick one of the other two boxes at random, which is not the greatest thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he did he did figure out half of the puzzle, essentially. He does end up picking the correct box, because this is just... Uh, I mean, I'm not going to kill all these fan-favorite characters. They have amazing Funko Pops. Oh, someone doesn't have the guts to do it. You can't kill that many <laughs> characters in a Pixar movie. One or two is fine, but you can't just, like... It's like Toy Story 3 when they're all about to die and then the aliens show up. That's literally what this is, David. Um, so that happens. Spoilers. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Have you not seen Toy Story 3? How are you going to be prepared to see Toy Story 4 when you haven't seen Toy Story 3? That's right. Disney's doing to Toy Story what they did to Star Wars, guys. I can't wait until I get my Rex Solo movie. Ooh, they're making a prequel? No, I'm just joking. Are they, they making are the way the toys it. are made? I hope they don't. <laughs> I really, I don't, look, I love Toy Story, but I really don't care how the toys are alive. They're probably ghosts. I don't give a shit. So, uh, yeah, so Flick basically figures that out, and he's, like, all happy about that. And then Chorus just kind of, like, goes after him, and just starts beating the shit out of him. And I can say that in a Pixar movie. He just keeps on beating the shit out of Flick, because Flick got, uh, got beaten up by Hopper quite a bit, I remember. And and Thumper. And so then his sister shows up and she's like, no, you can't do this, you know, because you're a good person at heart. And Chorus just, like, looks at her and just keeps punching Flick. Of course. He's not trying to listen to her. Uh, Chorus notices Thumper around and he uh, actually picks up Flick and kind of, like, waves him around uh, to kind of see if he can get uh, Thumper's attention. By the way, Cicadas are pretty big, so I kind of imagine him as being a lot big. Uh, I had to, si- like, in my mind, I size him down just a little bit to kind of not make him so, like... Yeah, aren't they, like, the size of one of the Hollow cars or something? <laughs> they are huge! And I realize that this is going to be an issue now that I'm thinking about this out loud, because I kind of scaled all these characters to be the same size. And I'm like, um, I'm actually kind of happy with him being, like, Bowser size compared to Flick's, um, Mario size. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I'm cool with that actually. Yeah, no, the uh, course is is pretty big compared to Flick. I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Um, not gonna size him down that much. Um, uh, so Flick is just like terrified by this. Uh, Empress tries to stop him, but no, she doesn't have it in her to hurt uh to hurt Chorus. But Chorus does not give a shit, and just keeps on trying to like um uh, beat up Flick. Now, here's the thing. I wrote this down and then looked it up immediately and erased it because I realized that this was going to be an issue. He he threw Flick off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem with that is that 
ants can survive that. So mm-hmm. I have to write that out. Because ants' terminal velocity is only 4 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. So when they they get thrown off of literally anything, once they hit 4 miles per hour, they're good. They won't mm-hmm. go any faster. Mm-hmm. And they can survive that. Which makes Ant-Man invincible whenever he turns tiny and he throw, he gets jumped off a cliff or a building. He's... Well, I don't know, because anytime he jumped, he kept cracking the floor, so... Explain that. That's a great question, because he still has the same mass, right? Mm, according to their science, yes. No, would. I don't believe that, though. Like, I feel like... Side if he's tangent... able to punch a guy and have him fly across the room, I think he still has the same mass. I don't think he has the same mass, though, because he stood on someone's gun and the gun didn't fall. He stood on someone's shoulder and they didn't fall. He can stand on things and they don't, like, collapse. If he had the same mass at that size, he should be a black hole. Maybe they're really strong shoulder. David, I running theory, I think that uh, Ant-Man's mass is irrelevant. and I think Why did you can... choose Batista to play one of the voices? I chose Batista to play one of the voices. I'm putting it in post. Um... <laughs> I'm sorry. I started thinking about the Marvel Universe and then Batista came to my head. Why did you choose Batista? He's like really hot right now. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to just burst out there. I apologize. You burst it out? Dude, I, I burst out more than you do. And when you burst out, it's when you actually burst out, it's scary. It's weird because I don't expect it. No, but like uh, tangent, uh, Ant Man tangent aside, we'll get back to this one day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. So I, I ended up uh, taking that out, and so then why um, didn't you just put like water at the end of the cliff? Oh shit! No ants can't deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. That that's 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 ants kryptonite right there. It's water, soapy water. Oh, you're just making it worse. It's like it's not it's not only just kryptonite, but it's that kryptonite that just straight up murders Superman and not just weakens him. I, I think that is kryptonite. I'm talking about that one that isn't there like a kryptonite that like instantly kills him? I don't know enough about the DC universe. All I know is that pink pink kryptonite makes him gay, I think. I don't I understand don't that, but think that is that is 100% a thing. Accurate. That is 100% a thing. I only know DC Superman stuff from uh, Smallville. And from what I know, all that kryptonite doesn't work exactly the way it works in the comics. Well, that's okay. I'm going to just ignore the fact that you've seen DC Supernatural. And, um... (laughs) What? What? That's what I call Smallville. It's DC Supernatural. They came on around the same time. And whenever they popped up... they did it? They came on around the same time on CW33. Which is a very specific station. Smallville is a lot older. I swear that's a lot. That's like two, two, two to four years before Supernatural. That is not a long amount of time, David. That is. That is four seasons. That is about ninety to like a hundred and twenty episodes. Well, in my perspective, that's pretty close. And I, they were on at the same time. Not that they came out at okay, the same. But time. But they're on at the same time. They did not come out at the same time. Yeah, so uh, Thumper goes out and he tries to... uh, He just goes on a rampage, just getting everyone left and right. And he ends up hitting Chorus's sister, Empress. Chorus goes around and he's like, oh no, can't have that. Doesn't say it out loud. Um, And he runs over there and he tries to save her. But Thumper, he's a little thorny guy and he just like... He just like pierces in everyone as he hits them. 
And I don't know if he's, he was actually like that in the movie. I made him a lot more menacing in this one, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I'm just imagining that he's just a lot crazier now. And he has he just shoves his spikes into people. Chorus ends up trying to save her. He gets stabbed a bunch in his own chest. And he's dying. And Flick goes over there and like tries to be all nice and shit. Chorus ends up uh, dying. And... As his last breath, he's like, oh, yeah, he, he ends up uh, being able to speak one last time. And he tells Empress that he's sorry. Sorry, not sorry. I didn't turn Canadian there for a second. And that he shouldn't have been so quick to abandon her. And he should have fought and follow his own ways. So then Flick, the troop, and Empress chug along back to the colony and return with most, not a lot, a very few amount of the green. Over the next few weeks, uh, Flick and the Queens have, uh, have one-on-one sessions with each of the ants, and they try to find out what they're good at, and they want to talk about helping them out with their, their respective hopes and dreams. Empress flies away, and the troop stays behind this time to help everybody find out what makes them special, because this is a family-friendly movie, and we're going to forget about the fact that I killed the character, who is, a, who is an adorable little mute psychotoman, and I really regret killing him now, and this is why I can't ever kill characters. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, we have Black Praying Mantis pop up with an eye patch, and he goes, Flick, have you heard of the Avengers Initiative? <laughs> and I'm done, I'm done, I'm done. Uh, I'm not actually doing that because that's stupid. Although, if Nick Fury was a bug, what bug would he be? <laughs> I said Praying Mantis because they're slender, and I see him as being a kind of slender character, and I kind of saw the big torso in the back, or the big abdomen in the back as being kind of like his uh, leather cape, but, man, whatever. I'm not continuing to try to figure it this out. <laughs> Are you trying to find out when Smallville came out? <laughs> <laughs> no, what bug Nick Fury will be. I'm going to say a moth. Oh, yeah, he could make a pretty badass moth. Only because he wears a trench coat, and the way moths' wings do it, they do like a triangle. Instead, like a butterfly, which is more like spread out. So, yeah, I, th- I see a moth. I think that sounds cool. I hear you typing, so I'm guessing you're searching something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not searching anything. Not nothing at all. And I heard you type twice, so I'm I'm guessing you're searching two things. <laughs> How do you figure out what those two things are? For someone that says that doesn't care, it seems to be caring a bit. <laughs> That's nice, John. I Super would Natural have came out in two thousand and five, and Smallville came out in two thousand and uh, I think it was one. Yeah, two thousand and one. There you go. That is like again, like if each season had about. Well, they were on at the same time when I saw them. So, John, the only difference I would have done in um, writing the script for this movie, uh, yeah, Bugs Life too. Only, only yeah. change. Yeah, this is not a perfect film. You need to fix everything. The only thing I would change. Was I would have killed a lot more characters. I would not have killed it. Name one Pixar movie that kills more than one character, David. Go ahead. I'm all ears. All ears. Okay. More than one character. More a significant a significant amount of characters. No. Here's my defense. I don't know a lot of Pixar movies. I don't know the difference between them. So I get I get them all confused. Does anybody die in Toy Story? Oh, well, the soldier dude dies, but he didn't even talk. Uh, Toy Stories. The oddest morphed toys. They didn't die. They're zombies, David. Therefore, they're dead. They're not, though. They died before the... They died before they showed up. But they showed them. Uh, wait, wait. What's Ants? Ant, that is DreamWorks. That is not Shit, Pixar. Damn it. Why would Pixar make two different Ant movies? I don't know. Maybe they were trying to get the Ant demographic or something. <laughs> 
DreamWorks Ants was made because uh, because one of the guys that was uh, working for Pixar ended up leaving the company, and he already knew most of the plot for Bugs Life, and he's like, I'll make my own Ant movie, and I'll make it faster than you! And so then they made Ants, and it came out before Bugs Life. I liked Ants. Never watched Ants. It was weird. What about Ampoli? That is a completely different thing. I don't even know what company that is. Going around full circle, going back to that first point, John can understand, can knows all these companies. That is a company I don't know because that was a weird movie. It would have killed a lot more characters. Um, or at least one of the important ones, like the ladybug. Why would you kill Francis? Francis was cool. To add emotion to the movie. David, you don't have to kill a character to put emotion into something. Yeah, but it works. Yeah, but you can't just do it and be like, oh yeah, so, um... Well, okay, Here, here's the difference. I find killing off a character not that difficult. Especially if you're gonna, if you want to set, like, a sad mood. This is, like, the big conflict we have where I kind of want to, in Curse Quest, there's a few characters I want to kill off because that thing will set a perfect, like, tragic mood to it that will give the reader something, you know, to feel. And then you're like, but I don't want to kill it because I like them. And we're like, well, you need to kill someone. I'm just saying, in the comic book world, not in real life. Please do not go out and kill someone. <laughs> I mean, we can go kill. Uh, we can go kill. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm giving it my turn now. But you didn't give me much to go on Beatles, so I can't figure out a good wrestler to play them. I mean, it's not like your movie's gonna have a bunch of wrestlers also. Please don't tell me that your movie is just... Okay, give me a minute. I have to rewrite my script. <laughs> Cross out John Cena and The Rock. Got it. The only wrestlers that John knows. <laughs> the only re- those are the only wrestlers I could use, because those are the only ones you do know. Oh, is it now? Is it my turn, or is there anything else you would like to add on to your movie? Oh, no. Hell no. I'm done with Bugs Life 2. Um, post mid-credit? No, that was my end credit scene. End credit scene was, uh, it was, uh, 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 Moth and Nick Fury showing up. Oh, we take my idea. Well, you helped me fix my idea. I want a dung beetle to be Thanos. <laughs> and... <laughs> And I, w- I want the po- the like the end credit scene for Bugs Life or whatever to be them watching the Avengers version, you know, their bug version of the Avengers, and then have a dung beetle be like, "And I, you should have gone for my head," and it just snaps. Uh, my turn. Okay. Uh, by the way, uh, even though I was going second, I still didn't come up with anything for my story, so I'm gonna just wing it. You know, wing it all the way. So. Hey John, would you like to guess what movie I'm gonna be doing? Unless it's the actual, uh, unless it's the movie that you've been really trying to do, I'm gonna try and take a while to guess at two things that I think aren't what you're gonna say, and then actually just say the thing that you are doing. And if I'm wrong, then wow, you really surprised me. Um, first guess would be because uh, you don't know if anything's Pixar or DreamWorks, I'll just guess random movies. Uh, Cloudy I'm... with a Chance of Meatballs. <laughs> that is what I was gonna say. You could have said any movie, and I would have just thought you were saying a Pixar movie. Cloudy with a chance of meatballs. Uh, no, because there's already a two. Okay. Uh, Ant Bully. Um, I well, we already said that wasn't a Pixar movie, so no. Well, yeah, I didn't know that you didn't know that. Um, I knew that wasn't a Pixar movie. The Adventures of Tintin. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Well, we are done here, sir. Goodbye. <laughs> it's a good thing I'm in arms reach of my door. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, is it Monsters, Inc.? Uh, no. Wow, you actually didn't choose it. Cool. I chose Planes. So, guys... Hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) You're goofing, right? I chose Monster, Inc. Oh, thank God. 
I was just like, oh shit. Oh, you gave me, you actually, you, my heart is actually racing because I was just like, what the fuck, David? You didn't choose planes? <laughs> oh. Now, before I go into this, um, there's going to be some people saying, wait, David, you said they can't already have a sequel. Um, Monster Inc. already has a sequel. No, it doesn't. Yeah, but that's what your argument was when I first said it. And I said, no, it doesn't. <laughs> we're like, yeah, they did. They did make a second movie. He's like, yes, they did make a second movie. But that, good sir, is a prequel. Okay, David, can I stop you right there first? When the words you used were second movie, and then mm -hmm. when I brought that up, we have consistently been calling the word sequel. Because you're like, hey, John, it'd be really cool if we made, uh, if we, if we uh, there was a second movie of, like, a Pixar film or something. Oh, that'd be cool. Like, what would you pick? And you're like, Monsters, Inc. I'm like, but that already has a sequel. And you're like, no, it's a sequel, not a second movie. And I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> and now you've been consistently saying a sequel. And I don't know if that's just to spite me. Or, like, I don't know. But, again, Monster Inc. has a prequel, not a sequel. So I will be doing a sequel to Monsters, Inc. Have you seen Monsters University? Uh, I saw part of it. Okay. Spoiler alert, they're dropouts. Oh, they actually didn't finish? No. Like, you didn't finish it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, that brings, okay, that brings me up to something. Um, sorry for, I'm gonna go to a little tangent for the, into the movie. Okay, at school, I'm talking to some friends of ours. Um, I'm not gonna name because I don't think they want their names. But, um, one of them was like really contemplating whether to skip class or not. And, uh, she had already skipped class the day before and so she and then one of the other gentlemen who was sitting at the table was like well you can't be skipping all all four of your classes again and he's like why well, did I skip all four of my classes i went to my last class <laughs> and he was like whoa you're even you're so lazy enough that you didn't even finish skipping all your classes it's like that's lazy it's like what do you mean it's like yeah it's better to you know to do the whole shit and skip all your classes and I just half-ass it and skip all but one class. That is lazy. And I thought that was so funny. Uh, we can totally edit out this name, but, um, because I'm going to actually say the name out loud uh, and this is not going to appear in the podcast. It was a Yeah. Okay, I absolutely knew who you were talking about. You're like, yeah, they skipped their classes. Yeah, no, I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> uh, quid pro quo, don't skip your classes. That's how you end up in college for seven years. <laughs> Also, don't fail your classes. Be good students. Oh, you should have told me that four years ago. I should have told me that four years ago. <laughs> Six years ago. Right. <laughs> Continue. So, Monsters, Inc. 2, because, again, this is Pixar, no creativeness. So, my story is going to take place a little bit towards um, the future. Not, like, super future shit. So, it's not, like, it's Star Wars or anything like that. Maybe it takes place, like... 10 years after the first one? Not right after? At most. No, I'm not going to do no incredible shit and start right after. And I I don't know that because I watched it. I only know that because someone told me that. I still haven't watched The Incredibles too. But, uh, so, one thing is, since I know this will never be a thing, I gave myself the freedom to change the whole rule and the way that universe works. So if you have a problem with that, then fight me, I guess. I don't know. You're fine. You didn't yuck in my fanfic, I won't yuck in your fanfic. <laughs> Just to give you a little bit of information of what happened from the day, from the last scene of the first movie, and up to leading up to the first, you know, actual part of the second movie, there's going to be one of those videos 
they're gonna be like in a museum or something and could be replaying the history of uh did their town ever have a name i don't think they named it monsterville monstropolis i think it actually is monstropolis <laughs> I, I i'm making that up but i'm pretty sure that's what it's called well that's what it's gonna be called now monstropolis it's not what it's called now it's just what it's always been called <laughs> so i don't actually know the names of every single character in there hopefully you know what was the name of the big bad dude the one that owned the 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 company that did the scaring things water news oh that was his name water dude, news? i remember more of the of the monsters inc characters by name than i do the than i do the bugs life characters <laughs> Okay, so the whole video that they that you know is being played at this museum is uh is the museum well they converted the the uh, bit the company that does all the scaring I don't know what the name of the company is Monsters uh, Inc. Wait, that's the actual name of the yes. company? Yes. God, they suck at naming things. <laughs> <laughs> it's for children, David. <laughs> okay, so they they converted Monsters Inc. into a museum, and in the you know when you enter the they they enter the the museum the front door of the museum, and they have that video playing. So it's it's playing the history of Metropolis and Monsters Inc. and it goes back to Water Gates, whatever his name is. Water News. Water, <laughs> Water News is a political thing. <laughs> Water news, and um, it, it starts, and it, you know, it goes. It basically summarizes the first movie uh, for the viewers. It's like, oh yeah, water news. Um, first built this company as a, a way to scare poor innocent children and use, you know, their screams to power our cities. And um, we didn't know our, we, we we didn't know better, and we followed him, not knowing that there were there was better energy sources. In the form of a child's laughter, they send out not scary monsters, but f funny monsters to do everything. And they also describe how this power has, oh, this type of power is 100% better than the power that they will get from the screaming kids. That um, the power is more pure, the energy it produces lasts longer, so they don't have to do this whole, you know, going into kids, uh, that's gonna sound weird, but going into kids' rooms at night. To make them laugh, because the energy that they that they um, gain from doing that lasts them for a while, and um, because of that energy, also it you know help Monstropolis become more advanced in you know their technology. So now they have like flying cars, they have self-operating you know buildings like restaurants, hospitals, stuff like that. So they're like really advanced in the world of technology, and so they don't really have to do that much uh, energy you know, gaining anymore because one tank of that laughter energy could last them for like days. So they only have to really do it maybe once a month now to actually, you know, sustain the energy. And that's only if they have to. So they actually don't really even use the Monsters Inc. building anymore. There are still a few people that are trained and I don't know what subject you will call this or what major you will call it, but more like laughology just to train up these monsters into getting a gut laugh out of the kids. And um, one of the teachers or the, the you know, the head professor of this, uh, this it, I wouldn't say school because it's more like, it's, it's still part of the company is um mike wazowski community college <laughs> no what's the other thing that's not community college it's technical some... school yeah it's a technical school <laughs> and... i love the idea of a college dropout sort of because of technical school <laughs> and, um, so yeah, yeah so he's doing that also uh the i guess like the senior executive and also the like the manager of the building is still um sullivan 
So he's still watching over the building and everything, or watching over the museum now since that's what it's been converted but it still operates you know once a month as you know the facility to go get more energy also i'm changing a little bit away the world works like i said since they don't really travel between the monster world and into the human world it is actually altered their world a bit so now they actually live life a lot slower than they than the than the earth world because they don't have to constantly you know, in the first movie, they will constantly have to do this every single day. So it's like the energy that both worlds produce. I this is now that I'm saying it, it's starting to become like super complicated for kids. But this is gonna be a, a, a get a PG-13 movie. Oh, the very first of Pixar's <laughs> uh, PG-13 lineup. It's because they're not in sync anymore. Because they don't have to jump, you know, to our world every day. The it, it kind of balances it, the monster world starts reverting back to normal so they travel so their time moves a little bit slower than the one in our world things have changed rapidly in the human world one of those things is that our good old buddy randall is back oh, i love randall yeah he's uh well, i mean i won't say that but uh randall is back and he's been trying to get back into the monsters world because they don't constantly travel anymore it's become very difficult for him to find a home to go to and you know be there at the same time that the monsters from their world is opening the gate to that home whatever so you get a little bit of you know there's a mysterious figure in the human world trying to get into uh who's spreading rumors about the monsters and the being a monster world and he's trying to get into it you later find out it's randall okay and so at this point of the movie i'm also going to say it's halloween uh for some weird reason halloween in earth world will also fall on the same day in the monster world if they like their halloween is christmas i guess but both of those still only come around once a year yeah like i said sync up no matter what if they were <laughs> hold on i i don't want to be that guy but what if like time was out of sync but then like halloween happens and then like it whoosh, syncs back up where it's like a, it's like a clock that's like way ahead you know what i mean mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and it's like once a year it gets reset and it's all it's fine you know you're just missing a few a few months out of the year <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, that's true, but it's one of those things where no matter it is it, like, how should I say? If, if you're running around in a circle, one person going faster, the other one walking, you know, running a bit slower. No matter what, there's gonna be a point where they're gonna constantly meet up again and again and again. So that's what I'm just thinking. Yeah, but if that was the case, then it'd be a different day every year. Well, no, it just depends on when the loop happened. Okay, no, okay, so you remember that scene from Captain America the Winter Soldier? Mm -hmm. You know, your favorite Marvel movie. Mm -hmm. I don't remember his hero, uh, his, his normal name, so Falcon. Mm -hmm. uh, Anthony Mackie. I can't remember the character's name, I just remember the actor and the, and the superhero name. Uh, Anthony Mackie is running around, and Cap is running around near him, yeah. and he's just like, are you passing on your left? And he just does that a couple times. Mm -hmm. But Mackie doesn't run very far. So, mm -hmm. like, he's, like, in... That's, like, the Earth world, right? Let's pretend he's, like, the Earth world. And yeah. like Cap is, like, the monster world. Mm -hmm. Cap has run around the entire thing once. And he's mm -hmm. in January now. The, wor the world... The Earth world moves just a little bit forward. And now it's in February. And then the monster world passes it back up again. You see what what's going on there? Oh! No! Because I'm, I, what I'm thinking is if Captain America is, like, January. And then, let's say Falcon is, like, December or whatever. Mm -hmm. He's moving a lot slower. And so... Captain America will be able to cycle through the months a lot faster, so he'll be able to get to... There's going to be a point where both of them will be at December at the same time and at the same day. 
it just is gonna take a lot of cycles to do that. Are you getting my point? I'm I'm going to pretend to say yes, then we can keep going. <laughs> I'm just going to say it just happened to all fall on there the same day, okay? They're just, they both matched. And it's like, and it's also happened to fall under the same day that they have to go and get some more screen, and more laughs from, you know, the kids. Because they're, just to have backup energy. They have that all done. They do that pretty, in the, they, they do it in the morning, because it's like night for, like, the humans. And they go ahead and do that. They leave for the day. And the thing is, someone forgets to turn off the door. And... For that moment, both worlds are in sync. So now they're traveling at the same speed. That's how you get over the hoe. Both worlds traveling different speed. At the moment that the gates are open, both bro- both worlds get in sync together. And now they travel at the same speed. Also, there's going to be a lot of coincidence in this movie. So I do apologize for that. And again, if you have a problem with it, fight me. Randall happens to uh, be at the house that whose doors get left on. He is like excited. He's like, oh, I've been waiting, you know, years for this. I, I can finally go back and, you know, get my revenge back from, you know, Sullivan and uh, Mike. And so he, he sneaks into the room, to the house. And there should be a little bit, like, a little bit cool little teases that will be laid throughout the house. That once you watch the movie first time and watch it again the second time, you can see all those cool hints I would, I had wanted you to, you know, to set the seed for what the ending is going to be. But he, uh, Randall walks into the house and sneaks into the monster world and starts creating chaos. And that's when Sullivan discovers someone left the door on, which means someone could come in. So they think it's a human. They're like, oh crap, there's a human in our world. Yeah, we know they're not as dangerous as we first thought of them. But if this isn't an adult human then there can be a problem. <laughs> I love how, like, there's two, there's, like, two, like, possibilities that I'm thinking of, and I'm really mm-hmm. hoping it's one of them. Because <laughs> you're either going with, like, he's just a poor, innocent little researcher guy that they're going to, like, accidentally mess with, or he's going to be, like, a badass, like, monster hunter, and they're both, that's just more terrifying. <laughs> so, Rano is able to sneak in, and so that's when they find out that, oh, hey, the re- we registered, the door has been open, and they, they bring it up, like, yeah, it's been open twice after everyone's left, so that means there's two things that would have gone in there, and for what the movie viewer uh, is going to experience, only one person came in, you know, in their eyes, because... They saw Randall come in. And so they're like, wait, they just had two. It's like, what? That's just going to be like a little confusing thing. It's like, oh, okay. They must have just got the numbers wrong or something. No, they, it's, it's sad. And it's, they're, now they're trying to search for what, who this being, who this person that came into, uh, like, what is he? Is it a kid, a, a adult or something? They need to find him, get him and throw him back into, you know, the human world. And while they're doing that, they're like, hopefully he's not dangerous or the thing that came in is not dangerous. And then they start finding monsters that are beat up and they're like, oh crap, this is a dangerous guy. He must be an adult. We need to hurry up and find him. And it, it's just Randall going, you know, by beating all the monsters up that you had worked there when he was there. Just as, you know, a way to get revenge on them as well. So they, they start looking at security cameras and everything. And they're like, oh, we can't find him on any of the cameras. It's like, how is he avoiding all our cameras? Setting the seeds for uh, Solomon to piece all everything together. And slowly finds out that, hey, this is actually Randall. And, you know, not a human. But he finds that out a little bit later. While he's uh, looking at the cameras, um, you see, like, another little figure walk around. Like, Sullivan and Mike never see it, but it's, like, something that they see, that the viewers will be able to see. And it's just, like, a little figure walking around through the cameras. 
at least during the security stuff. Finally, um, again, like I said, I wasn't super prepared, so I don't have like a good like, little metal part to lead to the end. But finally, Randall shows himself to uh, Sullivan and Mike and be like, no, it was never a human. Like, it's it's me. It's Randall. I, I'm i going to go destroy Metrop- Monsteropolis. And because I am sick of you, uh, Sullivan, you, Mike, and every single monster, I've been stuck in that world for years. For And it's like, it's only been like five ten years it's like no it's been like 20 years and i had a fight for my life i got when you first threw me i got beat up from a crazy guy in a pan and i almost i barely made it out with my life or you know something maybe not as dramatic as that but you know just something like that and he goes like yeah and i had people trying to hunt me they even gave me a, a name the lizard man and then i try to go and hide in the water and then they call me Nessie for some reason i don't know but i got tired of it and now i'm gonna ruin your reputation ruin the whole company and just gonna bring the whole city down if i have to he somehow does gives his monologue and also escapes um, from the, you know, Monsters Inc. facility. And he goes into the, you know, the the city, whatever. And so now it's up to Mike and um, Sullivan to go and find him. And so they're running around the city trying to find the uh, Randall. Which is pretty hard since he is able to camouflage. And while they're doing that, uh, Sullivan sees something very strange. And he sees the back part of a little monster. And it kind kind of like confuses him for a bit. He was like, "Wait, I've seen that. I swear I've seen that tell before." But as he goes to the corner to check, it's gone. There's a big crowd, and if there was something there, I got lost in the crowd. But that sticks to his mind. He's like, "Wait, I I I swear I thought I I seen that tell before." And go, "Oh, you know what? Never mind. I need to find Randall." They go out search for Randall. First, they go to Mike Wazowski's house to see maybe he's there. (laughs) Maybe if he's there, you know, mess with. You know, Mike's wife. I guess it is. I'm guessing they're married by the end of the first movie. I don't. Do know. they have a weird abomination of a child? I realize now saying abomination of a child isn't is like a normal thing for monsters. So I'm gonna retract that statement. Do they have a child? <laughs> uh, it's one snake, but with like a bunch of eyes. <laughs> I love how you did the exact, the exact opposite of what I was thinking, which is like a beholder. <laughs> Um, you know, a beholder sounds a little bit more appropriate for it, but I don't know. But, uh, his name is Bodie, and he's taking, she's taking care of it. I, we're adding this baby in, Adam, just because I can. And, uh, you know, they go to Mike's house, and they're like, is everything okay? Are you okay? Did, has Randall, you know, showed up, whatever? And she's like, Randall? Randall's been gone for, like, years. He's like, what are you talking about? Are you sure? Are you okay, sweetie? Are you okay? It's like, no, Randall came back and he said he was to get revenge on, on me and, and, and Sullivan. And um, I'm, I'm worried. Are you okay? Did he come in? It's like, no, everything's okay. Like, okay, great. And then they also go check at, on everyone else who used to work at Monsters, Inc. So you get like special little uh, returns. So you get that monster that always got screwed up in the first movie. <laughs> I think in the, like, I can't remember what was the first reason they, they, like, attacked him. But I think one of the, he had a sock on his back once. Yeah. And they, like, pinned him down, whatever. I can't remember what was the other, the other times that, the other stuff that happened to him. All I know is the last time that they were going to do that, he, like, shoves, like, something in the dude's mouth and just throws him in the, the room or whatever. I don't know. You see him again, and he's, like, I don't know, a cop or something. I, I don't, I don't know what would be a funny thing for him to be. And then you also will get the return of the really slow talk slug thing monster and my name uh, was Roz <laughs> <laughs> there's that and I want her to be an auctioneer I don't know why but I would like to see her try to 
auction off something with her way she speaks. I think that would be so amazing. Well, uh, idea because it's just amazing. I know there's the one that had that had to put in his fake teeth. And I think he was just like a torso with two arms or something. I know in the end of the movie they put one of those little teeth, the machine teeth, so he's like jumping around. And uh, but yeah, you they, they do a little like a little comeback, I guess, moment or montage showing you like past monsters that no longer work at Monster Inc. They finally be like, wait, if you try to bring down the city, then there's only one place he will do that, and that'll be at you know power station. So they just go there, and so they go there, and long behold. Randall's there and he's trying to destroy everything and as they get there Sullivan sees that weird monster again but he sees like the full back of it and he goes like I I remember I know who the monster is now and you know he 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 tells Mike 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 I I have something to do I have something very important to do please just go take care of Randall we did the first time you can do it again just just distract him for a minute. I, I have to go. And he just runs off on to the backside of the power plant. And, you know, Mike is a bit confused. It's like, what? Randall, he's going to destroy the power plant. You know, he, there's nothing he can do. So Mike goes and tries to stop Randall. Well, Sullivan follows this monster. He's having trouble keeping up with it because it's a small monster. So it's like ducking through bars, through the gates and stuff like that. It goes into the power plant, whatever. So it's going through like the little uh, tubes that, you know, circle surround. I think, I don't know if they, they have water or like whatever they use to cool down those power stations. You know, he's following through the, almost like if it was like a weird, I don't know, like steam vents or whatever. But, you know, he's following through, he's trying to catch him. And he finally like corners it. But like, it's you. I I know it's you. It's It's been a long while. And then they have like a little flashback there and it shows the end of the first movie where it has uh, Mike handing uh, Sullivan the last piece to the door. It it shows him putting the last piece to the door and he opens it up and he goes like, you know, he, I forgot what he calls the baby. Boo? Is it Boo? Yeah, the the girl. For some reason I thought she called him Boo, but he, she called him Kitty. No, yeah, she called him Kitty! So, you know, he opens the door and I, I don't know what you hear. I can't remember if you hear him say Boo or her say Kitty. It was her saying Kitty and he goes, <gasps> and then, and then like grins. And it's really weird because it's like an old CGI. Because like I rewatched this movie recently. CGI is not that great, but it's alright. <laughs> You hear okay, and yeah, you okay. You walk in, you see, you you hear, you basically see the the ending of the first movie again, and then it cuts to a little bit of future, and you see him going back through the door, and then coming out, and then it cuts to another day, and you know, coming in, coming out. So he he's been visiting her for a while, for a few days at least, before they shut down the plant completely. Once they did, they found um, it also shows them the radiation crew, whatever I don't know what name they had, but you know the people that would. That would attack that monster that had the sock in the back. They were responsible for shutting down the Monsters Inc. to turn it into a uh, a museum now. And so they actually found the door Sullivan was using to visit Boo. It shows them he's trying to fight a mob, trying to keep the door. But they remove it and destroy it again. And this time they actually get rid of the whole thing. So he's not able to build it back again. And that was like five... This would have been like five to eight years ago. So he hasn't seen her in five to eight years. And, you know, he's happy. He was like, it's, it's you, I know. Boo! Boo, it's you! And it's Boo, well, and the reason he knew that it was her is because 
she's wearing the same little monster outfit that they made for her. Oh. And he and so he goes like, Boo, it's it's me, it's it's Kitty, it's me. And Boo turns around and is scared and starts crying, screaming, and that's causing the power plant to go crazy. And he goes like, What's no, no, don't cry, don't cry. It's me, it's me, it's Kitty. And she's crying, getting more scared, trying, and now she's trying to run away, and Sullivan is trying to get in her way, trying to stop her, trying to carry her. She's not responding how she used to. She's not Kitty and happy or anything like that. She's crying. And goes like, no, no, it's, it's me. It's, I know it's been a while, but it's me, it's Kitty. She's able to sneak through one of the pipes and runs away, and that's when she bumps into, uh, Mike. Mike Wazowski. Mike is like, he's stunned for a minute. Boo, boo, is that, is that you? And she's like memorized by, uh, Mike. She stops crying and starts like hugging Mike's leg. How, how is she, how are you here? It's like, you know, he starts calling Solomon, like, Solomon, are, are, are you there? It's like, why is Boo here? It's like, how is she here? Uh, that's when Solomon walks, walks around and now shows himself. Uh, Boo starts crying again, or starts getting scared again and starts, you know, hugging tight on Mike. You know, he goes like, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay, don't cry, don't cry. And, you know, Mike starts trying to consult, um, Boo. And he goes like, what's, what's wrong? Why is she scared of you? It's like, I thought you, I thought, you know, you were buddies or something. It's like, I don't know, he's confused. He's, he's not sure what's happening. But they finally go and, uh, with Boo in hand, they go and try to finish doing what they're trying to do and stop uh, Randall. So I don't know how they do it, but they stop him again. I don't know, maybe... Uh, how did they stop him the first time? Was it Boo that did it? Uh, oh, Jesus. Maybe? I don't remember exactly either. Um, All I remember was I remember him getting hit a bunch, and every time he got hit... He would change to a different color. That was cool. <laughs> something, uh, something happens. He again. He tries to tear down the power plant, and um, he does not. Uh, he does not succeed. And they, Sullivan and Mike, are able to stop him. They finally arrest him on TV. It's everywhere. Whatever. All that good stuff. They tell them. They say like, okay, no worries. There was no human that came through, and because they're still trying to hide the fact that Boo is in here. So it was all Randall. Uh, but now everything's taken care of. And so once you know the cops come and arrest Randall, they head back to um uh monsters inc to go and put boo back to through her door and again Sol sullivan is a bit sad because you know she's never reacted to him like that even when he when she first saw him in the first movie she was so mes mesmerized by uh sullivan like yeah, yeah. Uh, no that was after i think because uh, first she didn't like mike at all oh and yeah then, i forgot about that yeah she didn't like mike at all until he was yeah, until so he sprayed himself <laughs> in the eye, and then that's when he started calling her Mike Wazowski. But she, she, from the moment she saw Sullivan, she was attached to him, mostly because she thought it was a big kitty, and so that's why, that's why that why he became known as Kitty. And so it's like really heartbreaking for Sullivan. Is like I know it's been a while, but how can you forget me? You know, it's it's me, Kitty. You know, remember me? Arr. And uh, because I think they had a moment where he was like, Arr. and then she would be like, Arr. that was like. Like, super adorable. And so Mike is like, time has passed already. She, she forgot about us. And so let's just put her back and just call it a day. And so Mike walks to the door to go put her back. And then Solomon's like, no, no, let, let me do it. Let me. And Mike is like, no, she doesn't like you. She's, she's not going to want, want you to carry her or anything. And like, well, I mean, I'll just wait till she falls asleep then. And so they, they sit there for a while. Um, outside, like, the door and wait for her to fall asleep. And it's taken, it's taken her a while. For some reason, she's really fond of, uh, of Mike and his one eye. 
So, like, she's constantly trying to poke it. And so it becomes a whole thing of them, like, rank, like, her chasing Mike around trying to poke the eye. And, you know, they're just trying to get her to tire out. And so she finally does. She finally gets tired out from chasing uh, Mike. So now Sullivan is going to go and put her into bed. And so they activate her the door and he walks in. Uh, mostly this is why I wanted to keep the time thing in sync whenever they do go back and forth. At least doing it only that one time. Because this probably would have been like a couple of hours if not maybe like a day or two sullivan finally grabs her when she's asleep and walks her into her room puts her into bed he has one of those moments and remembering everything from the first movie that they did and he goes like how can you you know forget me so fast or so soon i was like i you know I will never forget you, at least. And you will always be, you know, in my mind. And so he starts walking to the closet. And uh, the lights turn off in Boo's room. And it's he's he stops. He turns around to see the baby. And she's asleep. So she didn't turn on the lights. He turns more around to look at the door. And that's where he gasps. And then all you hear after that is an adult woman say, Kitty? Oh, and it ends there. I get it. Okay. That explains that confusion. <laughs> There you go, and get both movies ending in the same way. <laughs> Ish. You know what's weird? That's It's weird how that exact same ending for Monsters University also. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's weird, because, like, you know, that hasn't happened yet. Um, I didn't know this until very recently. Um, I liked the idea of having these, like, um, like, legitimate, like, not these specific stories, but, like, having, uh, of, like, uh, bouncing ideas back and forth, uh, of, like, these kind of, like, um, like, things that already exist. Licensed mm -hmm. stuff. It was, like, really cool ideas, like, oh, maybe one day you can pitch these, you know, it's like, hey, we want to make a comic on your thing. So I'm like, oh, Monsters, Inc. sounds like something that hasn't been done. Yeah, it turns out it, it has recently been done. <laughs> As a comic series. And it's like, oh, that's that's cool, I guess. That was a weird twist. I wasn't expecting that at first. I'm like, oh, wow, Boo's just an asshole. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's why, because it's not Boo. I get it. <laughs> I mean, that's why I, I thought you would have gotten that long long time ago when I said that I wanted to speed up Earth time. See, I was confused about that, actually, when you when, when Boo showed up. I was like, wait, this is like 20 years in the future. Uh, okay, I'm not going to argue with this. I'm going to accept that this is just weird time thing that probably happened. Yeah, and then I I thought that would be amazing because you get the little... Because, yeah, I, I didn't want it... I wanted to have it in a way that you confuse the viewers because, one, the girl is going to look exactly like Boo did in the first movie. Because that's how genetics works. <laughs> Uh, well, as a kid, a lot of times you look a lot like your parent did as a kid. Then, and also she was wearing the same costume that they made her. So she was like, oh, well, because her mom made it for her for Halloween. That's why she was wearing it. And that's why I needed it to be also be Halloween. If I may interject, the picking of Halloween is a good is a good choice uh, when it comes to explaining why the kids would be in costumes. That's fine and dandy. But, uh, and this would completely change your story. But, um, you know, it would, just pointing out, since they do laughs and stuff, it would make <laughs> a lot of sense for their, for their one day of the year to be like on April, on <laughs> April 1st and be like, okay guys, so we're going to go in there and we're going to dress up as people. Yeah, we're going to dress up as people and we're going to hit all the comedy clubs and we're going to get all the, the, the comedy energy. <laughs> And then, you know, they uh, go around and touring to different comedy clubs and stuff. And it turns out, hey, sometimes these people, uh, sometimes people realize that these fake people are actually monsters. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. 
they started making articles about them online saying, hey, this guy is a, really a monster. I can't believe we really supported this guy. Oh, God. He, don't, don't bring that destroyed. kind of stuff into this, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is a literal a literal metaphor. Oh, He's God. really a monster, guys. And then they kick him back into the void. I am of... cutting all of this out, John. I, I'm literally <laughs> going to cut all of this out. <laughs> We've talked about worse things. Yeah, but knowing the way people are now, anything can trickle them. Oh, I'm not afraid of that. I mean, like, to me, it's, like, specific things that I... I didn't get into specifics on that. Yeah, but you left room for words to put into mouths. But I don't know if I, you know, did a good job. But I want to say I did. I'll pat my own back. You get two thumbs up for me, because that's the only number of thumbs that I've got. (laughs) You know, the problem with the thumbs up principle is that you can either go 0%, 50%, or 100%. There's no in-betweens on those. I give my own performance a one thumb up, which is a 50, which is, Mm -hmm. in my opinion, very close to passing. (laughs) It's closer to the, it's closer to the 70 mark than it is to the zero mark. I'll give you a B plus. Yeah, it's way too generous. You would have gone in an A again if you would have killed more characters. That's really your only margin Yeah. How many characters died in the Monsters, Inc. one you made? Um, let me count them. (laughs) (laughs) Um, none died, Mm -hmm. but that's because I went with the bigger emotional twist. Oh, uh uh-huh. The realization that everything grows up. Mm -hmm. Time is limited. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. See, I went with the whole, uh, what, what's the term for it? It's not ex- Existential crisis? Is that, is that what I... I think that's the term I would use for it. I think we went for, we both went for two different existential crises. It's just that I forgot mine in the middle <laughs> of the film. And I remembered it at the beginning and the end. So, like, it didn't all tie together very well. I mean, I did I did try to mention that Chorus was going through the same shit that Flick was going through. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I guess I tried to stay consistent on that. Mm. I tried my best. I, I made the Cars 2 of A Bug's Life. <laughs> <laughs> That's where you're wrong. Because I actually like Cars 2. I mean, I liked Cars 2 also. But I mean, like, when it comes down to... And I I legitimately would have done Cars 2.5 if that was uh, if that was against our stupid little rules that we made. That is for another day, my good friend. I'm never doing that, by the way. I, I really... I was, was, was going to say, it's like, wait, what, we don't plan our episode for next time. I didn't even agree for it, but okay. No, we're not... We're, I don't want to touch this again, David. <laughs> Guys, as you heard, next episode is going to be Cars 2.0. 2.5, excuse me. Oh, okay, 2.5. I, my apologies. It's like Lion King one and a half. <laughs> Which was just Lion King, but with sound effects. It was Lion. It was Lion King, but retold from the perspective of Timon and Pumbaa. Oh shit! Did I not get the right one then? I had. I used to have Lion King two and a half, but it just had weird sound effects in it. Wait, what? What are you talking about? It was the first movie, uh-huh. but with it had like weird sound effects. That's Lion King one and a half. Yes. I don't know what you mean by weird sound effects. Like just weird sound effects. It's like uh-huh. it will have like certain moments. They'll like they will do something, and if like someone fell or did something, it goes boing. I don't think that's a sequel. That's a parody. Is that officially sanctioned? I, um, I'm I'm telling you, as a kid, I had Lion King one and a half, and that is what I that's what's played. That's why I never understood why people, you know, watched it. It's like this is annoying. You know what we should do, David, on our next yes. episode? It's just this episode again, but with funny sound effects <laughs> on top of it. <laughs> I would say no, but then it would just make our jobs a lot easier. It would, wouldn't it? Well, I hope that I hope that that's what everybody wants because that's what you're getting, guys. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>